is Jazz Shapers with Elliot Moss on Jazz FM. Listen in colour. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. Happy talk, keep talking, happy talk. Talk about things you'd like to do. You gotta have a dream if you don't have a dream. Lovely sound there of Cannibal Adley with Nancy Wilson and happy talk. Hope you're feeling happy this morning. Good morning. This is Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss here on Jazz FM. Thank you very much for joining me. Jazz Shapers is the place where you can hear the very best of the people who are shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul. And we bring in the people who are shaping the world of business to keep them company. And my business shaper today is, I'm very happy to say, Noel Josephides. And he is the co-founder of the fantastic travel company, which has spawned many other travel-related businesses, called Sunville Travel. They may have taken you personally to Greece or other beautiful parts of the world. You'll be hearing lots about this fascinating man and the journey that he's been on uh, as he has built his company and his empire, indeed. Uh, in addition to hearing from Noel, you'll be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea, some words of advice for your business. And then we got some brilliant music on top of that from the shapers of jazz blues and soul diana crawl's coming up oscar peterson as well and this from one of my personal favorites it's donald bird The brilliant sound of Donald Byrd and falling like dominoes reminds me of my urban classics days way back in the day. My business shaper today here on Jazz Shapers is Noel Josephides, and he is, as I said, the chairman of the Sunville Group. Um, they're a travel company. He's also the co-founder, and they have been transporting people around the world to holidays of their dreams <laughs> for many, many years. Noel, thank you very much for joining me. Pleasure. I'm going to start in 1970, the year that you founded this august organisation which you now run. Um, how did it come to pass that you ended up founding an organisation like this? Because it wasn't always, you weren't always involved in the holiday business at all, were you? Uh, no, I don't think our generation or in those days anyone seriously expected to end up being a tour operator. It, the job didn't exist, it wasn't a real job. So all of us then got into the business by mistake and I think that's very true of, of me. Um, I started off after university working for CNA uh, in their management training scheme. I wasn't really suited I think to the corporate life. Um, I left there and then I started up uh, a branch office of a very big developer in Cyprus importing uh, citrus fruit from his plantations in Kyrenia and then marketing property and buying electrical components who, for uh, for work they were doing in the Middle East. A, a nice collection there of um, things. I mean, but, yes. a, but a classic, and then, uh, yes. a, cl a classic Gr Greek Cypriot kind of, uh, we're going to buy stuff, we're going to sell stuff. I very, mean, very, very entrepreneurial, right? If very you might much be saying. So, yeah. so we, we at that time then uh, appointed uh, John Departok, who... Um, we then went into business together um, in order to help us sell property. And after a while, um, we both realized that there was uh, much more money to be made from actually renting property 
rather than selling it. In those days, there were exchange control regulations. It wasn't wasn't particularly easy. So we started um, renting uh, what we were selling. And at that time, uh, that was a brand new market. Um, actually, renting a villa in a place like Cyprus was uh, really avant-garde. No one was doing it. And uh, for a long time, the authorities were very suspicious of what we were doing because they thought of hotels and that was the market at that time. So really, that's how we, that's how we began. And um, I'm going to jump right to the end right now. How many people work for your business? Uh, we're now, with our reps abroad, just under 90. Just under 90. Turnover significant? Uh, 27 million. And this began by renting... A villa or two in Cyprus That's way back right. in the day. Yes. Find out more how this uh, kind of extraordinary <laughs> journey has happened. He's he's nodding here and smiling, going, wow, that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? And it's you. It is actually. It's the work of Noel Josephides and the people around him as he's built this business over the last four decades. Uh, time for some music right now before we go back to Noel. This is Diana Krall with Let's Fall in Love. I have a feeling, it's a feeling I'm concealing I don't know why It's just a mental A sentimental Alibi But I Diana Krull uh, with the gentle Let's Fall in Love. Noel Josephid is my business shaper today. He's the co-founder and chairman of the Sumville Group, and they are a, uh, a travel business which didn't start quite in that place. You said something right early on, Noel, about um, the, the, before you got to looking at that particular business, there was the, the, the work at CNA and you're on the management program and all that. And you said, no, I don't think corporate life really suited me. I hear that many times. What did it mean for you? What did not suit you? What wasn't working for you way back when, if you can remember? Well, you <clears throat> you have to fit. You're the peg that has to fit in, in the hole there. And I know why big business is like that. It has to run efficiently. It really can't afford to have mavericks uh, within the structure because they're, they're very disruptive. And it it just didn't suit me at all. There were various things that I would have done differently. Um, I thought very differently. And I suppose I didn't really feel that that would be my business career as such. In fact, at, at that time, I didn't even know I was going to have a business career. I didn't have a clue. And this is what I always say, certainly to my children and to students that ask me, well, what am I going to do? And I always say, well, just don't worry. As you go along, things will happen and you take a choice and sometimes that choice is wrong, sometimes that choice is right. But if you think that you're going to end up doing what you think you're, do you're going to be doing, it's a big mistake. You will uh, just evolve and you should relax and not worry about it. That open mind that you've had and you've uh, anyone that's lived over a number of years has seen stuff and you've seen a lot of things. You've seen war, you've seen people being moved out of countries, you've seen all sorts of political and economic turmoil, we, especially for the travel industry. Um, the, the Brexit vote uh, a few months ago would mean it was meaning different things for the travel industry. How have you managed to remain calm? I understand your openness and your advice, which I think is excellent. 
where does the calmness come in the face of really serious stuff? There, there does come a time when you realise that you wake up in the morning and you don't know what you're going to face and you might as well not worry about it. It doesn't mean to say that I don't worry. Um, I worry a great deal. Uh, I worry, and my main worry, is not to go out of business. That may sound strange, but I suppose that's the main motivation. Um, I've got people who've been with us for many, many years, and uh, I hope that I provide a, a, a good working environment for them. And yes, I suppose outwardly I am regarded as calm. What goes on inside, of course, is another matter. <laughs> Stay with me for more, see if I can tease out what's really going on inside this very calm man, no Josephides, who's seen it all and has got great advice, which is just stay calm and don't worry, uh, or at least not outwardly. Latest travel in a couple of minutes, but before that, it's another part of our Future Shapers series. It's someone who is going to be shaping the world of business in the very near future. I'm Johnny Rosenblatt. I am the CEO and founder of Headspace Group. We run shared flexible workspace for creative tech and media companies. Uh, predominantly in London. The idea for the business came about uh, a few years ago when I was working in more traditional commercial property. Um, I was getting a little bit fed up of creating really nice spaces and then we would simply release the space for five years, ten years on quite onerous leases to tenants. The idea really of what we do is to create this degree of flexibility for young, ambitious companies and startups and scale-ups in order to allow them to grow and contract within their space without being tied to the four walls of a, of a leased space. So we've had a few challenges along the way, um, one of which I think was the fact that we started almost as a challenger brand. We were a bit of a disruptor in our market when we arrived uh, in 2013. We were doing something very different, something very creative. And as we've grown, our market has grown as well. So that challenger brand has now become something a bit more mainstream. Um, so that's an initial challenge that we had to overcome. We had to establish ourselves as as a more um, more mainstream, more scalable business that other people were, were doing similar things as well. So, so that was certainly one challenge that we faced. Beyond that, as we've grown from a kind of a startup to a scale-up almost, that challenge arrives, uh, uh, brings, brings about its own problems. Notably, for me personally, uh, letting go of certain areas of the business, allowing other people to run the business kind of alongside me. Um, initially, it was a bit of a challenge, but as you as you grow as a business, it's impossible to look after an increasing number of employees. So, so you have to allow people to express themselves. Sometimes you have to allow people to make their own mistakes, and it allows them to grow and, and run the business themselves. So removing yourself from the day-to-day -day when it's your baby is, is a, a particularly challenging thing. The ambition for the business is to grow beyond our two existing spaces, uh, one of which is in Farringdon, the other in Marylebone. We've got a third space uh, which is due to be announced in the, in the coming weeks. Um, and beyond that, we're, we're continuing to examine options across the UK to see where the next markets are for creative and tech and media businesses who need to flourish, who need that flexibility of space and who above all want a community that they can, they can tap into. Jazz Shapers presents Future Shapers, the future of business today. You'll find that future shaper in full at jazzfm.com. 
You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Um, if you ever would like to, and I hope you do, would like to revisit some of the fantastic people I have met in the last few years, go into iTunes. You can catch most of them there, put in the words Jazz and Shapers. Uh, the other destination for you is cityam.com. That will hopefully uh, satiate your appetite for fantastic people in business. Noel Josephides is my fantastic person in business today, and he's the co-founder and chair of the Somville Group, um, and they are uh, people that offer fantastic holidays across Greece, Turkey, Italy, Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Latin America. Oh, you can go on. I know if you look at their Twitter handle, you find all sorts of lovely things as well. You're, you're doing it all. We talked earlier about your advice to young people. We talked about remaining calm. Um, it has been a long. I mean, there, you know, time passes fast, but it's you, you've experienced a lot of things. Have there been moments when you thought? I don't think this business is going to make it. I think I'm going to have to pivot and do something else. And if so, how did you deal with it? Well, the first blow was really very near when we started, which was the 20th of July, the Turkish invasion of Cyprus. It was our first brochure that we'd published. Which, what, what year was this? Uh, 1974. Mm. So it was the first brochure that we had published. And um, uh, when you print brochures and advertising, you expect to recoup it in the peak. Well, the peak came, and what was happening is that our clients were in villas all along the Kyrene mountain range, watching paratroopers come down all around them. And um, we had to get the people out. We had to get them to the British bases. At that time, we had um, our representative was married to a Turk, so we really didn't have... Um, so many problems and we got them all out and except for one family that wanted to stay and watch the war and the reason why people do that is because when they're in a foreign country they don't feel that anything happening in that country actually relates to them they don't live there so what's it to do with them but then after that of course we had no money it would have been much simpler to fail but we said to all our clients, look, we, we will refund you the money in due course. In those days, there was no uh, travel bonding. There was no um, Civil Aviation Authority umbrella. And um, it took us about six years to pay them back. And what we did, uh, because we couldn't send anyone to Cyprus, it was our only destination, I got my mother to cook Cypriot dishes and from our mailing list we asked our clients in the general vicinity uh, whether they would like uh, an evening and we could provide the Cyprus dishes and John and I would uh, take the food around there uh, then collect it, do the washing, send it back to my mother and in fact I often think that if we'd done that carried on with that we'd be making a lot more money than being in travel because that now of course is very much in fashion and then we would go to our owners uh, who'd had their houses occupied by either mainland Turks or Turks coming across from the south and we would charge them five pounds to send a representative there to report on the state of their villas and what was happening and that's how we we got over that one. That was probably the most traumatic, but also in many ways easiest because there were only two of us. Um, I'm far more worried now with what's happened on Brexit because the variations in the exchange rate. Uh, will we be able to employ our staff abroad? 
Uh, will there be effect on freedom of the skies? Uh, there's a lot, a lot of questions that um, aren't being answered at the moment. And just the currency hit can put you out of business, even if you do hedge. It's a very dangerous um, time to be around. Stay with me for much more from uh, Noel Josephine is my business shaper today. Time for some more music. This is Sea Jam Blues from the one and only Oscar Peterson, and he's actually accompanied and he's part of his trio. inimitable sound of Oscar Peterson trio with Sea Jam Blues. No Josephides, chairman of Somville Group and the co-founder indeed of that business is my business shaper today. We've been talking about, um, well, just really fantastic advice about your mentality and your, uh, how important it is to remain calm and open-minded. I like that, Noel. Um, he probably is probably going to his family would say, you've got to be joking. This is not the Noel I know. Um, uh, and also this important point, I, I asked you about it intentionally, which is this the way to deal with a crisis. And, and you defined and described one crisis back in 1974, pretty serious one. And now we're talking about a different one in 2016 with potentially what, what the fallout is from, from Brexit. Where complexity has grown, Noel, over the years, because back then, although it was very serious, it was an invasion and so on and so forth, as you said, it was two of you. What have you done as the business has grown and the, the, the problems have become bigger because the business is bigger? How have you coped with that scale? How, has it, how have you changed what you have done personally and, and, and how you've grown this team to cope with it? You have to grow because you have to give an incentive to the people who work for you. And uh, you will lose your good people if, in fact, they realize that you're not um, ambitious, if you, if you don't want to take the, the business forward. In, in our business, it's very important that you diversify, that you do not have all your irons in one destination, as happened to us in Cyprus, because it took us years to recover from that. Um, and the best thing to do, really, is always to recognize talent and to try and delegate. You know mistakes are going to be made, but on the other hand, when you've got very good people, then it's such a burden lifted from you when uh, they begin to develop the confidence to, to take the business forward. And that's what I'm very keen to do now because um, once you're past a certain age, you do recognize that uh, you begin to forget more, you don't have the energy. Um, you can't keep up with what it means now to run a business with the, with the web, with uh, everything that's happening, with the sheer pace that things move at. And I think at that stage... You've got to begin to have confidence in the people around you to take it forward. And that is not an easy decision to take. Mm -hmm. But you have to recognize that a company has to move on. Otherwise, it will die very, very quickly. 
it sounds like you've got that sorted in the sense that the attitude has been, I've got to bring it on, I've got to be ambitious, I've got to step back in certain places, bring in younger, fresher, whatever it is, talent that you, as, you, as you defined it. The other thing that strikes me uh, in terms of knowing about you um, from what I've read, you're interested in the structure of the travel business and you've been involved from a very um, early time and indeed you've been uh, awarded many many kind of uh, you know I'm looking here at the gold medal merit award from the Portuguese government uh, and, and just pulling that one out there's been many other places but you've been involved in the Association of Independent Tour Operators uh, the Civil Aviation Authorities um, one of the committees over there you're the chair now of ABTA why has that been important to you because many people selfishly just look at their own business what is the one thing that's driven you to say you know what I want to be there. It's it's a fascinating industry. Extremely complex. Nobody, no outsider can understand how um, complex the travel industry is. And it's very exciting. And it's knowledge. When you know what's going on in other sectors of the industry, when you understand the legislation, when you are involved with... Um, directors that come out of Brussels. It's very important for your own business as well. The knowledge that gives you and the scope that gives you is extremely important. And I would really urge a lot of young people, no matter what business they're in, to begin to want to understand what's going on to appreciate the wider picture in their industry because it will help them very much in developing their own business and I think that if I wasn't involved in so much that the industry is doing that uh, I don't think Sunville at the moment would, would be in, in the same place Final chat coming up with Noel plus we'll be playing a track from the meters that's after the latest Traffic and Travel Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM In partnership with Mishkondorea It's business but it's personal. That was the meters that just kissed my baby. For those of you in the know, uh, back from the late 60s, early 70s, that's the, the meters when they were pretty prolific and when they began uh, plying their trade. Noel Josephine is my business shaper here, and he was plying his trade way back in the 19th, from 1970 as well. Um, the other thing that strikes me is that you are um, an organization and probably as a person interested in giving back in sustaining the environment, in making tourism a force for positivity rather than negativity. It isn't all about taking, it's about giving. Just tell me a little bit about this foundation which I read about, the Travel Foundation, why you're involved in it. It was set up as as an organisation in order to help the industry um, understand their responsibilities to do um, carry out projects abroad at destinations that we were all featuring. Um, it is uh, it's funded by the industry. It's got a budget of about uh, one and a half million uh, pounds every year. And the biggest challenge that we have as an industry is our environmental impact and making sure that 
we are doing the right thing. And that is not an easy thing to do. This is an industry which is lives on short term. Uh, it's all about next week or next season. Um, no one is looking far into the future on environmental terms. It's, it's very difficult. For instance, Boeing says um, by uh, 2035, uh, European airlines will need another 7,500 new aircraft. Now, you look at it and you wonder, well, where are they all going to fly? Um, will technology by that time have cut the CO2 emissions of, of these aircraft? Um, what are cruise lines doing? What, what is really the, uh, the plus that, that cruising brings? All these things, I, I don't believe at the moment, are really being seriously looked at by the travel industry. And of course, it's, it's big, big business. And at the moment, probably the travel industry accounts for 10% of all emissions. But out of those emissions, 80% come from, from aircraft. Mm. And I think we have to, to look very carefully about where all this is going. Yes, we have brought travel to the masses. And that's been an incredible thing that the travel industry does. But I think we have to look further ahead and make sure that what we're doing is sustainable. Otherwise, we will simply have ruined the very places that um, we derive our livelihoods from. And it sounds like that's going to be important as a focus for you and your business as part of your growth. Uh, and, and I understand that. And I think that must be right. For you, though, after all these years, and, and you talk about the size of your business, beyond the money, beyond the business, what are the things that really matter to you personally as you look forward to the next few years? Um, definitely um, creating a working environment um, which is comfortable for everybody that works there to give them incentive to uh, make sure that we look after the destinations we feature. Uh, very, it's very important. And I think if I have achieved those, those two things, then I'd, I'd be very happy. I hope you are going to be very happy. <laughs> you seem happy now. I hope it works. Um, it's been fantastic to briefly have, have met you and to talk to you, and your wisdom is um, there for all to see, I'm, I think. Um, just before I let you scoot away, though, to your next destination, now, what's your song choice and why have you chosen it? Well, um, when I first came to England and I was, um, I was in boarding school and uh, Ackerbilk, I think it was 62, 63, recorded um, Stranger on the Shore. And like every other youngster, you're always encouraged to play an instrument and I was uh, uh, learning to play the clarinet. But the interesting thing was that everybody, but everybody, no matter what instrument they were playing, who was learning an instrument then, were all playing Strangers on the Shore. And so I think that uh, that's always remained with me, really, as something that I, that I will always remember. And here it is just for you. Thank you so much, Now. <laughs> Thank you. 
That was Akabilk and Stranger on the Shore back from 1962, the song choice of my business shaper today, Noel Josephides. His advice to young people was to keep an open mind, be relaxed, things will evolve, don't need to worry about what your career is straight away, and he's probably right. Remain calm, he was super calm, even in the face of serious adversity um, in the course of his um, phenomenal career. And be involved in the industry that you're in. When you've made that choice, then see the bigger picture because it's going to help you as you develop your strategies for the future. All fantastically simple and brilliant advice. Do join me again, same time, same place. That's 9am sharp next Saturday for another edition of Jazz Shapers. In the meantime, stay with us because coming up next, it's Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mish Kondorea. It's business, but it's personal.